PTJ is the bottom line. The bottom line is a translation of study findings for application to clinical practice. It is not intended to substitute for a critical reading of the research article. The following bottom line was written by Dr. Mary Figpin and summarizes the article titled Diagnosis of Fall Risk in Parkinson Disease, an Analysis of Individual and Collective Clinical Balance Test Interpretation by Dibble L.E., Christensen J., Ballard D.J., Foreman K.B., Volume 88, March 2008. Individuals with Parkinson's disease have a much greater risk of falling than the general population. Fall-related injuries also appear to be more common in those with Parkinson's disease. Fractures often are the consequence. Investigators concerned about falls in people with Parkinson's disease have reported that current assessments might be inaccurate when used to identify falls risk in the Parkinson's disease population. The overall objective of this study was to describe and compare the ability of individual and collective balance tests to diagnose fall risk in people with Parkinson's disease. 54 men and 16 women with idiopathic Parkinson's disease, mean age of approximately 74 years, were recruited over a two-year period for this study. 36 people from this group reported a history of at least two falls in the previous year. What new information does this study offer? The take-home message is that the collective interpretation of multiple balance tests, when more than one or two tests were positive, was much better than using only one test in reducing the likelihood of a false negative finding. The authors devised a clinical decision-making algorithm based on the individual test validity index data. Because the dynamic gate index has the best overall positive likelihood ratio, they recommend that it be used first, followed by the Berg balance test. This algorithm will require further study to assess its effectiveness. Two groups were established, a fall group and a non-fall group. Each participant had a physical performance examination that included the following multiple balance tests. Dynamic gait index, Berg balance scale, functional reach test, and up and go test. The same examiner performed all of the tests. Group comparison showed that the performance of the non-fall group was better than the fall group across all tests. These findings provided additional evidence that all of these tests have a basic level of content validity. That is, they measure what they are supposed to measure. Being able to identify someone who is a known faller is different from being able to predict who is a potential faller. For this reason, the researchers derived positive and negative likelihood ratios for each test and for combinations of tests. A positive likelihood ratio was used to see how much more likely a positive balance test would be found in a person in the fall group than in the non-fall group. Likewise, a negative likelihood ratio was used to see how much more likely a negative balance test would be found in a person in the non-fall group than in the fall group. The goal was to minimize a false negative classification. That is, to avoid misclassifying an individual as not being at risk for falls when, indeed, they truly are at risk for falls. A false negative result. How might the results of this study apply to physical therapist practice? The results of this study provide the clinician with guidelines during falls assessment to decrease the risk of missing a person with Parkinson's disease who is at risk for falls. 
the use of a combination of two to four assessment tools seems to be necessary to minimize inaccurate interpretation of falls risk in this group. Limitations. The authors advise caution regarding the immediate clinical relevance of their findings due to the small sample size derived from only one facility. Further study using a prospective approach with a larger, more heterogeneous sample would lend strength to the findings.